coming up on this episode of An Older Gay Guy Show. Just keep that little gem to yourself for a short while, all right? You don't want to just include that guy with, oh, men are scum, and so are you. No, you want to keep it away a little bit. You know something, summer is almost over, my friends. And, like, did we even have a summer? I don't even remember spring. It's like 2020 is going to go down in history as like the year that didn't exist. Certainly the weirdest time any of us have ever had in our lives. But, trek onward, we must. And I just want to uh, mention, this is the last time you're going to hear announcements at the beginning of the show. I'm moving any announcements that I need to make regarding the show or just general updates of my life to the middle of the show. That way we can get to the subject content much quicker. There won't always be announcements, but when there are, they will be in the break in the middle, starting with the next episode. So today's show is a subject that I had on an older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel, and it proved to be so popular as a video, I got so many messages about it, that I thought I'll turn it into a podcast and mention these things, plus add in a little bit more. So in this podcast, I'm going to expand it, and maybe between the two of us, you and me, we can come up with some good ideas to get you out of any kind of dating rut that you may have. Because, let's face it, when you think of, gee, who can I get sound dating advice from? You, of course, think, oh, right, yeah, 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 Joey. After all, he's had like 256 unsuccessful relationships, so why not ask him? (laughs) I appreciate that. I love being the dear Abby of the older gay men where dating is concerned, considering I don't know much about it. But I'm still going to impart my wise words. (laughs) And some of this you may have heard before. I've mentioned it probably throughout some various episodes about relationships and dating and all that. But they bear repeating. When I was dating, and I dated a lot, I probably dated too much. But I was searching for that one person, you know, and I had to go through all of those many, 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 many men to get to my husband. So, lucky you, I'm going to give you my advice anyways. The title of today's show is Five Rules to Get a Second Date. I am Joey Hernandez. Thank you for joining me today. Did you know that Adam Mayle carries Tom of Finland and Colt products? These two top name brands are just a couple of the many product lines that AdamMail.com has to offer. And, and, as a listener of this show, Adam Mayle is offering you a special deal. 50% off almost any one item 
and that includes free shipping. So do yourself a favor and go to adammail.com and browse their many sexual items and find that special something for that special someone in your life. Use the discount code AOGGS, that stands for an older gay guy show, at checkout. Thank you. So to start us out, getting a first date can be a difficult thing. You have to meet the dude somehow, right? These days, and especially these days, online is the most frequented method of engagement. Before COVID-19, bars and clubs were kind of still hanging in there the best they can. The attendance was down for sure, but there were still bars. But gay guys being gay guys, many were searching for that momentary hookup. And chatting someone up online was a much more effective way, a more efficient way to arrange that, especially for the extremely shy guys. For guys that were more introverts, the lost art of cruising someone in a bar and then actually having to have the balls to go up to them and say hi, well, for many, that was too daunting. So when the age of computers and hookup sites came around, these were a welcome relief to the horny. <laughs> Perhaps we will see a big resurgence of bars and clubs when the coronavirus is truly at bay. And if and when that does happen, I think there's going to be kind of two polar opposites that are going to patronize them. Us older gay guys who grew up in the bars and clubs will probably return once we feel safe. So, albeit slowly, as many of us are in the danger groups for COVID-19. But once we're truly comfortable, yeah, I do think that many of us will end up returning. And at the opposite end of that, I think young people newly out or at college, will begin to hit the clubs for the long-missed dance parties. It might be the middle group, the 30 to 50-year-old, that will still hold out and just continue with computer hookups as they have more or less outgrown the bar scene. So managing to get that first date, or I'm not sure, can we even call it a date, to some hookups are a date, but there are a few of us, myself included, that consider a date to be an evening out. Whether or not we end up in bed together at the conclusion, that doesn't really matter. We still do get somewhat dressed up and go out for an evening of, say, the theater or a movie or dinner, etc. And that first date isn't always that difficult to set up. There are internet sites specifically geared to actual dating and relationships. So in this era of isolation that we've been going through, guys can have what they call a, quote, relationship completely online. And I know guys that have said 
that they've had a, quote, boyfriend, someone who lives far away that they've talked to online and maybe, maybe on the phone, but never actually met. And they say they had a three-month relationship just from computer contact. And I'm sorry, but the old geezer that is in me, and I'm sure many of you listening, don't regard that as having a relationship. Because in the old days, we had what we called pen pals. There were guys we corresponded with but never met. It was really kind of the same thing. We would write, we would send photos of ourselves, almost always with clothing, because back then we were too afraid of what the kid at the photo mat was going to do with racy pictures, so we ended up keeping them clean. And usually these correspondences, these pen pals, were unfortunately with prisoners. Sometimes prisoners that are there for life or prisoners that are going to be executed and they just want a pen pal for the time and to ask you for money and to ask you for things. People who date solely online and never meet in person don't have to obviously worry about a second date. Unless, I guess... Maybe if they did FaceTime and they jerk off together and the other guy didn't like what he saw. But that isn't regarded as a date by the majority of us anyways, right? But let's say that COVID-19 is done and we're back to socializing and going out. And through whatever method, whether it be online or a bar or a club or a cruise in a store or at the mall. Oh, gee, remember malls? <laughs> we used to walk around and there were stores. Oh my God, I remember malls. But no matter which method you first meet up and you agree to have a first date, and a side note, there will be future episodes about how to get a first date. But whichever method you use, you then follow through and you go out. And let's say that you like this guy. He could be relationship or even husband material. Awesome. Great. Now, you don't want to fuck it up. If you have a history of somehow managing to blow the possibility of a second date, and as a second side note, if you did, quote, blow on the first date, does that maybe get you a second date? Anyways, if you do have that history of possibly doing something wrong and you are not aware of it, maybe that is why these dates never turn into a repeat performance. It's easy to say, hey, I just end up meeting losers, but probably like after the 300th loser, Maybe you have to take a look at your selection of men, and also maybe it's a good idea to look at yourself. I am a huge believer in not putting the blame on others, but rather turning it around and assessing my own behavior as the key to the success that I've had in most things in life. And I think that is true of relationships too. My very few successes that I've had will Thank God, my husband. I will count that as a successful relationship. I hope he does also. 
Have you looked at yourself lately? I had a friend, a very close friend who died, and that was his signature phrase. He said it as a joke, but there really is a lot of truth within it. Have you looked at yourself? So let's consider the following five points and see if any, or maybe all, I hope not, are traps you might fall into during your first date that kills off your chance of having a follow-up date. So, in no particular order of importance. Number one, where is your first date held? If you go to the movies, that's nice, it's quiet, but maybe it's too quiet. You can't really talk, right? If you go to a bar, unfortunately, what sometimes happens is checking out other guys, whether it be on your part or his part, and that just doesn't seem to work. A club is good for dancing, but it's way too loud and noisy to talk. So you end up dancing and being a little clumsy and looking at each other and leaning in and trying to say something at the top of your voice in his ear so he can hear. It's fun, but I don't think it's all that productive. Dinner is a good idea. It's a good way to be able to sit down and actually talk. But the importance about dinner, and I, I really, I live by this rule, I think it's really important, is to establish ahead of time who is going to pay. Do not assume that he will pay even if he asks you out. You know, there's that dating rule of whoever asks the other person out that they should be the one to pay. That's lovely. Probably the majority of the time it works out that way, but you can't really trust that. Mention it ahead of time so that there's no surprises. And no matter what the answer, even if he says he's going to pay, bring money or a working credit or debit card with you because problems can happen. Make sure you can bail yourself out if necessary. Maybe just meet for drinks at a casual place. Because in my experiences about first dates, usually if you meet on the computer and then you're going to actually meet in person, the problem is, and I, I'll bet you feel this way too, when you first meet the guy after only talking on the computer and then maybe on the phone or whatever, when you first meet that guy, come on, you know like in the first 30 seconds or so if you could possibly be a match. And if you've arranged dinner and you know in that 30 seconds, oh my God, I don't like this guy, I don't like whatever about him, then you have to sit down and you have to have the, the world's longest dinner that you ever experienced. <laughs> and conversation's bad <laughs> and you just want to get out of there. It's one of those things maybe you arrange for a friend to call you at a certain time to say that there's an emergency or something. So be careful with dinners. I always think meeting up for drinks in a quiet bar is a good way to start. Hopefully, there's not a lot of other guys around to be cruising. Number two, and I think this is also one of the most important, listen more, talk less. 
Try to get him to talk. Try to get him to talk about his life. Don't talk too much about yourself. If he asks you to tell him about yourself, keep it concise, non-boastful, and don't be overdramatic. I had a friend, who shall be nameless, when he would first meet someone, like say in a, in a bar, they're sitting at the bar and he starts talking to the guy next to him, who he finds attractive, and the guy says, so tell me about yourself. He'll say, well, let me see. Uh, when I was young, I was going to have a sex change operation, but then I changed my mind and uh, I had a lover for a long time, but he died of AIDS. So I don't date that much because men are scum and they just end up dumping you and they lie and they cheat and I, I really don't trust anybody. So yeah, that guy's going to say, oh, okay, okay, let's have a second date. Let's meet up again because your life sounds like something I want to be a part of so that you can tell the story about me as well to the next person that you meet. You have to be careful with that. You don't want to scare people off. So when you do talk about yourself, be concise and don't be overly dramatic or, you know, try to make yourself to be more important or whatever. That doesn't matter. Just, you know, a short little bio about what you do for a living and where you live and where you grew up maybe or something. And let that person do the majority of the talking. Number three, do not, under any circumstances, talk about your ex or ex says. My ex was a liar and a cheat. He was always late for everything, and he ignored me, and he didn't get along with my friends, and he verbally abused me, and he was a slob, and he was a cheap bastard. Hey, let's have another date. Same thing, going too much about your life. Don't talk about your exes. Obviously, those relationships did not work out. So why would you want to air that dirty laundry to the potential date you're going to have? It's just an immediate turnoff. If you guys are going to talk about your exes, wait for a few dates down the road until you know whether or not you like each other because you're making an in-person first impression. And just don't go on. If you have a problem about men and you think they suck and they're assholes, just keep that little gem to yourself for a short while, all right? You don't want to just include that guy with, oh, men are scum and so are you. No, you want to keep it away a little bit. Number four, be early. So here's the thing. Come on, you can do this. It's a good way to start off on the right foot. You want to show him that he is important enough for you to show up on time because his time is as valuable as yours. So if there is any chance, any chance that you are possibly going to be held up, schedule the date for later on or another time. And if you're stuck in traffic, call him don't text him. He might miss that. Call him. Being early, 
say, meeting in the bar section of a restaurant. Being early allows you to pick where you're going to meet within the room. So maybe you want to have the best lighting for it. Maybe you want to be away from the crowd of people so that you stand out a little bit more. You find a quiet table in the corner. Maybe you just sit at the end of the bar if things aren't too busy. This way here, you kind of get the upper hand on it. This is your now home territory because you've parked yourself in there, right, under the best of circumstances. And you also get to check yourself out in the men's room, maybe, you know, see if there's something coming out of your nose, comb your hair a little bit. In my case, not so much. So being early is important. Be the first one there. If it goes against the grain of how you do things, and there are just people who are always late, always late. You don't want to advertise that. Here it is the first date and I'm late. So you can bet the second or the third, I'm going to be even later because I can get away with it. So it, it doesn't matter. No, be wise, be early. And number five, I always have to throw this in. I don't know why. Take a damn shower before you're going to meet. In my opinion, and I'm basing on what's happened with me and what's happened with my friends that I observe, don't go on a first meeting directly after having worked eight hours somewhere, okay? You may think, oh, I'm dressed up still. I have to wear a tie and jacket at work, so it'll, I'll look good. But the thing is, chances are you're not going to shave before you meet. Chances are even you're not going to brush your teeth before you meet. And I can't tell you the number of men over the many years that I have met under those circumstances where they are coming from after work and their breath reeks. I want to ply them with liquor enough and myself enough so that I don't notice the bad breath so much. So definitely don't do it directly after work, certainly within the first six dates or so, unless you can go home and take a shower and change your clothes. And if it was arranged during that day, it just allows you to clean up your place a little bit too. Because as gay men, guess what we do? Sometimes we meet up, have a little first date, and somehow it makes its way back to our apartment or house and bed. So you want to make sure that your house doesn't look like crap. You want to tidy it up the best you can. You want to give the best impression. Now, those are just five things that I kind of pulled out of things I've talked about before. I think these are important. Certainly, there are many, many, many other things that we can talk about over time. But those five things, I think, are really important. When you are on the first date, those five things will help you get a second date with someone. If you like the guy and you want that, you're going to have to make a good first impression. And all five of those factors make a good first impression. So meanwhile, I'll be back in a few days with another podcast as we move through my sweeps period of episodes. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're new, please subscribe and check out the YouTube channel 
an older gay guy show. And if you want to get in touch with me for any reason, shoot me an email, show at gmail.com, and I promise I will get back to you even if it takes me a while. So, I will be back in a few days. Hang in there, my friends. Love to all of you. Bye for now. <laughs>